This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning. It's fair and 43 degrees at the KVOM studios. Today is Tuesday. It's the 15th of February, 2022. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch. Got a nice day for you today. Sunny skies, a high close to 70. Now clouds move in tonight. We'll have a low of 49. Wednesday, we've got a 40% chance of afternoon showers. Cloudy skies and a high of 66. Now we're paying close attention to Wednesday night and into Thursday. Wednesday night, we've got showers in the forecast, possibly some thunderstorms, maybe even some violent storms overnight. Low down into the upper 50s. But the National Weather Service Storm Prediction Center labels the severe weather threat as slight. Do want you to keep your antennas up as temperatures will be mild and we've got gusty winds as high as 25 miles an hour forecasted overnight Wednesday. Any severe weather that we get should be gone by noontime on Thursday. Mid-morning, we'll have a high temperature around 63 Thursday. Then we'll see the temperature drop about 20 degrees for the rest of the day. We'll have some gusty winds in the forecast on Thursday as well. A lot colder Thursday night, all the way down to 24 degrees with clear skies. Friday, sunny skies, a high of 50, and back up into the 60s with sunshine on Saturday. Again, right now, fair and 43 at the KVOM studios, and let's send out congratulations to our employee of the day. It is Kelly Hammers with Community Service Incorporated. Obituary announcements this morning. Carolyn Jean Bennett Bryce, age 84, of Saugahatchee, died on Saturday, February 12th. Graveside service will be held this afternoon at 2 at Grandview Cemetery with David Garrett officiating. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. James Roy Day, age 56, of Perry County, died on Friday, February 11th. He was a member of the Apollo Church of Christ, was active in volunteer law enforcement in his younger years, and was a truck driver and equipment operator for CMP Construction. He is survived by his son, Dustin Cossey of Valonia, daughters Almond Robinson and Jennifer Day, both of Moralton, one brother, one sister, and six grandchildren, among other extended family members and friends. Funeral service for James Roy Day will be held Friday, February 18th at 2 p.m. at the Apollo Church of Christ. Burial will follow at Liberty Cemetery in Adona, by Bob Neal and Sons Funeral Home of Moralton. Visitation will be held Thursday, February 17th, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Bob Neal and Sons Chapel. Daryl Jean Hunt, age 57, of Perryville, died Saturday, February 12th. He was a plant manager and a Navy veteran and is survived by his wife, Amy Rowland Hunt of Perryville, three sons, Destin, Fox, and Cruz Hunt, all of Perryville, mother and father of Bluffton, two brothers and one sister, among other loved ones. Memorial service for Daryl Jean Hunt will be held Friday, February 18th at 1 p.m. at Perryville Temple Missionary Baptist Church with Brother Gordon Morgan officiating. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Mason Allen Shoemate, age 52, of Moralton, died Thursday, February 10th. A private service will be held at a later date. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Kyle Aaron Wilson, age 36, of Hattieville, died Thursday, February 10th. Funeral service will be today at 10 a.m. at Harris Chapel with Bob Birch officiating. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. 
735, fair and 43 at the KVOM studios on our way to a high of 68 with sunshine today. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment. Pettyjean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Pettyjean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Pettyjean State Bank is right in town Always in touch. Daddy Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. It's fair, 43 degrees at 736. A 61-year-old Jesseville woman has died, another person injured, in a single vehicle accident near the Perry County-Yale County line on Monday night. Arkansas State Police say Cheryl Williamson was a passenger in a westbound vehicle that veered from the roadway of Highway 314 in Perry County and struck a tree. Williamson died as a result of injuries sustained in the accident. 52-year-old Kenneth Hossel of Plainview, the driver of the vehicle, was injured and taken to UAMS for treatment of undetermined injuries. Police reports indicate the accident occurred about 6.10 Monday evening. A recommendation to raise the starting salary for most county employees by 4% and give an additional pay increase to some of the most experienced employees is a result of a lengthy joint meeting of the Conway County Quorum Court's Budget and Finance and Personnel and Governmental Committees Monday. The meeting that lasted over an hour was the third in the past month for the two committees, and members heard from elected officials about the challenges they face in attracting and retaining quality employees, as well as the need to keep current experienced employees at a higher pay rate than a newly hired employee at the same position. District 10 Justice of the Peace Terry Alvey noted the salary adjustments should have been addressed during the end-of-year budget process, but said it is something that needs to happen. We're going to have to give them a raise and uh, quit whining about it and get the job done. That's all I can say. If we got the money, that's the problem. I think we do, so might as well, might as well pay them and, and uh, get it over with. After much discussion, District 2 J.P. Patrick Hartman made the motion to bring to the full quorum court the proposal for the 4% increase that also includes a request to make certain employees eligible for a $2,000 raise after a 90-day probationary period from the time of employment. I make motion that uh, we take this to the quorum court, the 4% increase for the, it's 50, I think it's 50-something people to, that were kind of overlooked, plus we take the 4% beginning salary increase for the, the starting pay here and with the 90-day provision for the 2000 okay. uh, bonus with the benefits if, if, if they qualify for it. The increases would cost the county approximately $75,000. Per County Judge Jimmy Hart's request, a proposal to reduce the probationary period for road department employees from one year to 90 days making them eligible for a scheduled $6,000 raise after three months of employment, will also be brought to the court for consideration. The proposals will be brought to the full quorum court at its next scheduled meeting February 28th. Both budget and personnel committees will meet again next Tuesday to consider salary adjustments for sheriff's deputies. Employees of the South Conway County School District will be receiving more money than expected and an end-of-the-year payment for performing additional duties related to COVID-19. 
The district's Board of Education previously approved a $10 a day additional payment for every day an employee works on campus when students are present. The stipends were to be divided into two payments. In December, employees received the additional payment for days worked from August through November. During Monday night's monthly board meeting, the board approved Superintendent Sean Halbrook's request to increase the December through May payment to $15 a day. Recommended the boards that we change that from December to May pay, those 108 days, from $10 a day to $15 a day. An employee can, if they're there for every day, that we have student interaction days, and they haven't taken a sick day or a personal day or vacation, they can get up to $1,620. This is the right thing to do for our staff that, that have been so great. Those payments for December through May will be distributed to employees in June. Board members Monday also approved a revised continuity of services plan for the district. The only change is that face coverings are no longer required for students and staff at school or on buses. But Halbrook notes the plan also reflects the state's new guidance that schools are no longer required to do contact tracing or to quarantine students who are not sick. So basically in this plan, it reflects that we will only isolate positive students. So what this plan really reflects, if you're sick, don't come to school. If you feel symptomatic and you feel bad, stay home, fever free for 48 hours. But if you're positive, you're going to be out five days, you can return on day six. A few personnel matters were also approved Monday night, including a renewal of the contract of Associate Superintendent Laura Hendricks through June 30th of 2024. Resignations were approved of Moralton High School Assistant Principal Tim Koch, effective at the end of the current school year, and of bus mechanic and driver Frankie Roberts, effective January 28th of 2022. The retirement of bus driver James Duval was also approved, effective at the end of the current school year. New hires include Jeremy Woodward to the position of Director of Instructional Innovation Technology, effective July 1st of this year, Clint Mason to the position of Transportation Maintenance Manager and Bus Driver, effective February 16th, and Stephen Campbell as a bus driver. After a two-year hiatus, the Munchen on Main Street Planning Committee announces the 2022 festival will return to downtown Moralton on Saturday, March 26th. The event will run from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Railroad Avenue. Festivities include live music, food trucks, a beer and wine garden, free children's activities hosted by local civic groups, a bago tournament and other games, and numerous volunteer opportunities. To keep this event free to the public, the planning committee is currently soliciting sponsors ranging from $100 to $2,500. Creative sponsorship opportunities are also available for those offering in-kind services that add value to the event. Sponsorship applications, as well as those for food trucks, civic clubs, and others hosting children's activities, are available online at MainStreetMoralton.org. The deadline for applications is March the 11th. A large number of volunteers of all ages are needed to successfully host this event. Those interested can also sign up at MainStreetMoralton.org. Bago tournament signups will be available soon. Those interested can follow the Facebook event 2022 Munchen on Main Street or check out the website for details as they become available. For more information, follow Main Street Moralton on Facebook or contact the event committee at MunchenOnMain at gmail.com. Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer's State of the City Address highlights tonight's meeting of the Moralton City Council. 
Agenda items to be discussed and voted on include the waiving of bids for the purchase of bowling equipment, approval to sell a street department dump truck, approval to purchase a fire truck with American Rescue Plan funds, and an ordinance to transfer the city's gas franchise from Centerpoint Energy to Summit Utilities, Arkansas. The meeting will take place at 6 p.m. at Moralton City Hall. The Plummerville City Council is also scheduled to hold its regular monthly meeting tonight. That meeting also starts at 6 p.m. It'll be held in the Plummerville Community Room. The Cabot Readiness Center will be the venue for the trial of a Lone Oak County Sheriff's deputy accused in the shooting death of an unarmed teen. The Arkansas Democrat Gazette reports the trial of Michael Davis accused in the death of 17-year-old Hunter Britton will be held in mid-March. It was moved to the facility in Cabot due to the small size of the Lone Oak County courtroom. Davis faces up to 10 years in prison in the shooting, which occurred last June 23rd. The number of active cases of coronavirus continues to decline. No new cases were recorded in Conway County Monday, and the number of active cases declined by 27 for the day to 139. Perry County also had no new cases recorded, and its active case count declined by 11 to 82. Fewer than 900 new cases were reported statewide by the Department of Health Monday, and the number of active cases in Arkansas declined by 2,886 to 16,278. Hospitalizations were reduced by 10 for the day, and 32 additional deaths were recorded in the state on Monday. Arkansas's governor is calling for using the state's surplus to give every county and city-certified law enforcement officer a one-time $5,000 payment and new equipment as the Republican delivered his last State of the State address. Governor Asa Hutchinson kicked off a session intended to focus on the state's budget Monday with those proposals. Hutchinson said the one-time payments will cost the state $45 million and proposed another $10 million to go toward awarding equipment grants to local law enforcement agencies. So while some across the country advocate for reducing police funding, we are doing the opposite. We are increasing support and affirming that the first duty of government is public safety. I also challenge our counties and cities to step up to the plate and do more. Police funding must be a priority at every level. In his message to legislators, Hutchinson did not address efforts by some Republicans to enact an abortion ban similar to the one in neighboring Texas. 746, let's check our market report with Jenny Knight of Edward Jones in downtown Moralton. On Wall Street, multiple headlines regarding the latest developments in the Russia-Ukraine situation took equities on a bumpy ride Monday as escalating geopolitical tensions joined ongoing monetary policy worries in souring investor sentiment. The Dow and S&P 500 finished modestly in negative territory, while the NASDAQ was little changed on the day as the technology sector was among the outperformers. Oil prices shrugged off early losses to finish at their highest level since 2014, driven by the turmoil overseas. Overall, financial markets continue to reflect a cautious tone as expectations recalibrate toward a new environment in which the Fed will be dialing back accommodation while attempting to avoid undercutting the still robust economic expansion. The Dow closed at 34,566, down 171 points. The Nasdaq closed at 13,790, unchanged. Volume was heavy as 1.1 billion shares traded hands on the big board. Taking a look at stocks of interest to Arkansans, AT&T was down 8 cents at $24.05. Bank of America was down 50 cents at $47.42. 
Centerpoint Energy was down $0.49 cents at $26.91. Deering Company was down $5.41 at $387.26. Energy Corporation was down $1.32 at $104.50. Under Armour was down $0.25 cents at $15.11. Simmons Bank was down $0.14 cents at $28.68. Regions Financial was down $0.31 cents at $24.52. Southwestern Energy was down $0.15 cents at $4.68. Tyson Foods was down $3.11 at $94.88. Walmart was down $1.38 at $133.95. LiveRamp was down $0.27 cents at $42.60. Interpublic Group was up $0.14 cents at $35.08. Nextera Energy was down $0.04 cents at $74.92. Natural Gas was up $0.25 cents at $4.19. Precious metals were higher. Gold was up $30 at $1,872.10. Silver was up $0.51 cents at $23.88. I am Jenny Knight, Branch Office Administrator with Edward Jones, Doug Cahill's office, North Smooth Street, downtown Moralton. On our community calendar, the Perry County Extension Service is offering a series of beginning farmer classes via Zoom. Tonight's class, Protecting Yourself and Your Farm, starts at 6 p.m. It's $10. Registration is available online at Farm and Food System uada.edu slash classes. The Perry County Extension Service is holding a bull selection and EPD workshop February 23rd, 6 p.m. at the Perryville High School Cafeteria with the guest speaker, Dr. Mark Johnson, professor of animal science and extension specialist at Oklahoma State University. A free dinner will be served with registration through the Perry County Extension Office, and you must call 501-889-2661 by Wednesday in order to register. UACCM welcomes Dr. Carlene Kennedy as guest speaker for its Black History Month presentation Thursday at noon in the UACCM Student Union. The event is free and is open to the public. The South Conway County School District is holding parent-teacher conferences for grades pre-K through 12 Thursday from 2.45 to 7 p.m. All grades will dismiss at 2.25 p.m. The Wonderview School District is also holding parent-teacher conferences Thursday Theirs will be from 2.30 to 7.30 p.m., and students will be dismissed at 2.15 p.m. The Nemo Vista School Board meets Thursday night at 5.30, and the Plummerville Lodge of Freemasons meets Thursday night at 7. Your listenership is always appreciated, but we also know that it is not always possible to tune in at 7.30 to hear KVOM's Morning News Watch. That's why it is presented as a podcast. You can subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts. The KVOM Weekday Morning News Watch podcast is brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. 7.50, coming up in a few moments, we'll visit with Moralton Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer on our close-up segment. Up next, Eric Tyler has your sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. KVOM's Newswatch with Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Senior High District Tournament play ramps up tonight for both the 4A4 and 1A4 districts. The 
4A4 tournaments being played at Subiaco Academy. Moralton's girls and boys both have a bye to the semifinals and won't play until Thursday. Tonight's games in that tournament include a girls game between Clarksville and Ozark at 4 p.m., a boys game between Clarksville and Pottsville at 5.30, a girls game between Dardanelle and Heber Springs at 7 o'clock, and a boys game between Dardanelle and Ozark at 8.30. Now we will have broadcast of the Moralton games for you Thursday live on KVOM. Boys will play at 5.30 p.m., girls will play at 7 Segerhart is the host school for the 1A4 tournament, and the games are being played at the Marlton Junior High Gym. Segerhart plays the early games tonight. Nemo Vista plays the late games. Action starts at 4 p.m. with Segerhart's girls against Guy Perkins. The Segerhart boys will play Mount Vernon Nola at 5.15. Nemo Vista's girls will play Western Yale County at 6.30. Nemo Vista's boys will play Western Yale County at 7.45 p.m. One of you's girls and boys both have buys to the semifinals and will play on Thursday. Teams playing tonight must win to keep their season alive and qualify for the region tournament. The University of Arkansas men's basketball team looks to bounce back from a heartbreaking loss to Alabama and the Razorbacks play at Missouri tonight. Tip-off set for 8 p.m. with live coverage on our sister station, 99.3 the Eagle. Look at weather now on this Tuesday, and we've got humidity right now at 66% with south winds at 9 miles per hour. Bear market pressure 30.28 inches. Low temperature this morning, 30 degrees. High yesterday, 72. A year ago today, the low is 7 degrees. The high was only 16, and we had a bunch of snow on the ground uh, this time last year. No rain the last 24 hours at KVOM. Total for the year 5.81 inches. Our sunset this evening is 5.53. Sunrise tomorrow morning at 6.48. And our weather forecast calling for sunny skies today. Afternoon high near 68 degrees. Going to be nice weather. We do have some storms coming. Uh, increasing clouds tonight with a low around 49. And then mostly cloudy day tomorrow. 40% chance of afternoon showers. A high again in the mid-60s. And then we'll have... A, uh, showers likely Wednesday night up to 90% chance, low in the upper 50s, and then 70% chance uh, showers and a Thursday mainly in the morning and, again, chance of some thunderstorm activity there uh, Wednesday night into Thursday. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that. Then a little bit cooler temperatures Friday, but warming back up by Saturday and Sunday. Right now, fair skies. 39 degrees in Moralton at 7.55 on KVOM. Newswatch continues in just a moment. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. It is 7.58 now on KVOM, and we're going on a close-up <laughs> interview this morning by Marlton Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer. Good morning to you, Mayor. Good morning, Eric. All right, it's good to have you in, and uh, a little bit unusual. The timing of it this month is actually prior to the council meeting, which is tonight. So uh, that was moved, moved back a day, so that's usually on Monday, but... Uh, going to meet tonight and uh, in debt uh, uh, a little bit. I guess the big thing, uh, having your State of the City address, which I don't want you to give away too much of that, but uh, uh, but certainly that's uh, that's going to be uh, something we all look forward to hearing. So. Right, but since yesterday was Valentine's Day, some of our 
Houseman wanted to take their spouses out and, and treat them, so I understand that, so we moved it to the night. All right, so 6 o'clock, City Hall. Joe, up, I know one of the things on the agenda, um, uh, approval to purchase some bowling bowling equipment. So it's good to see that uh, that is coming along there, the, the progress at the, at the bowling alley. Yeah, we've been dealing with uh, funk bowling uh, for ever since we started talking about the bowling alley and uh, – so they've given us a proposal, which includes all new equipment, uh, balls, shoes, scoring, uh, scoring uh, control at the at the cashier's table, uh, new caps for the ball returns, new ball returns. They're going to redo the lanes for us, all new furniture for the sitting area. So, uh, you know, once we get that approved and they get that ordered and get that in place and we work around that, and we should be good. That's you know that's the biggest purchase that we'll have. Okay, good, it's exciting. We're seeing that moving along. Of course, uh, the skating side, I guess, it was supposed to be a little bit ahead of ahead of the bowling alley, right? Is well, it, we haven't really. We've got all the demolition done. We haven't really started putting anything back together yet. Okay. We're getting some prices on things, and all right. So it'll, it'll still be a few months before either either side. Right. Open, right. Right. Okay. All right, um, and of course. Uh, Last last year, last year I know was a, a good year for for the city financially, and another another great great year. Well, it was, it was I, I believe it would have to be one of the best financial years for the city of Marlton. Our sales tax dollars were up four hundred thousand dollars, and so they're up twenty thousand for January starting this this year. Uh, and you know, during COVID, we've had <clears throat> probably ten new businesses that have opened up. You know, despite uh, that that situation. So we're in a lot of buildings downtown have been bought in preparation for new businesses coming in. So the momentum is still going. Uh, we're you know I'm just really excited about the bowling now. Everything that's going on to increase those sales tax dollars. I think people have really realized <clears throat> what the council and I worked on seven years ago, trying to do our first bond issue and try to get people to realize if they spent their money locally that we could invest that money back into paving and street projects, park projects, quality of life projects, which we've done. If you look at uh, where that Conway just redid a bond issue to build an aquatic center that costs like $28 million. Well, we have, you know, we have an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We bought a community center and now a bowling alley. We redid our baseball fields that we've got about $3.5 million in. So we have really been bargain shoppers and put together i think a great program for our citizens without raising taxes and that's what our council you know we work together as a team we've accomplished a lot of things and as you see uh, covid has kept people shopping locally and i think people are now really getting that message that if they kept their money at home and they could see our sales tax dollars have really increased we're putting that into pavement. We're putting that into new park equipment at the at City Park and Sullivan Park. We're putting that into the bowling alley. We're putting that into new pickleball courts, new tennis courts. You know, these are quality of life things that draw people into town. Um, we just had a Valentine event at the uh, brewery. Mm-hmm. Brought people from Conway, Russellville, mm-hmm. Dover, all over to, to, to buy our products from local merchants you know that's that's the kind of things that we've been looking for to get people to come to marlton you know we're a well-kept secret and now that word's getting out and 
it's just great the things that are happening here in Marlton. Yep, it is, and uh, hopefully all these uh, improvements and stuff will be uh, uh, realized, I guess, or completed a lot of it before uh, 2024 eclipse coming up. And I know and, we, yeah, that you know that's what we're building all this up for. You know, they're starting munching on Main Street again. And that's going to be a great event to get people to come back into Marlton and see what's going on. We're hosting the 1A basketball tournament in March again. You know, that was a big event in 2017 that brought uh, – it was the biggest revenue for AAA of any di- division since 2011. Yep. You know, and people love coming to Marlton, coming to our arena, seeing the hospitality that we offer. AAA just raved about the hospitality that we offered. So, you know, just great things are, are going on and getting up, for, gearing up for that 2024 eclipse. And, and that's all the things that – that's not the only reason we're investing back in, into this town, but it's it's going to – we're going to be in good shape when we get there. You know, Harding from McDonald's to uh, Southern Christian Home is going to be milled out and repaved. So is Division in Oak Street by the highway department. We're redoing South – St. Joseph Green Bridge all the way out to the bypass and Branch Street. So there's a lot of paving going to get done, which will just make our town look even better all the time and even for the eclipse. Yep. All right. COVID well, numbers, you know, are down again. Uh, a month ago, we were between seven and 800. Now we're down to 130. Yep. So that's that's a great that those numbers are getting back down where they need to be. Yes, hopefully they'll keep going down for sure. All right. Well, a, lot of, a lot of good stuff going on. <laughs> Anything else? Well, I mean, you know, we're just blessed uh, as a community that to have the the resources that we've got. The fin- our finances are doing good. Mm-hmm. We've got the American Rescue Plan money, uh, and our sales tax dollars are up, and and just a lot of good things going on. We, you know, like I think we opened ten new businesses, and we've opened some this year, and and properties are being sold downtown, anticipating businesses coming into the to them so you know the momentum is there we just got to keep it going we got to keep investing back in in, in marlton arkansas all right and we Good appreciate stuff. everybody that has invested into marlton sure yep absolutely all right so again uh, city council meeting tonight uh six o'clock there at city hall and might want to come for your your state of the city so <laughs> looking forward to that all right well, th- well thanks for coming in this morning and we'll uh Talk to you again next time. Okay. Thanks, Eric. All right. Mayor Allen Lipsmeyer. It's 8.05 now on KVOM. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.